Hey everybody and welcome to the Rogue Rebels Podcast. My name is Sal, I am a Rogue Rebel, and I am here by myself and listener. You know what that means. Oh, did I say by myself? I didn't mean by myself. I meant without in the room with me family members. Listeners know what that means because that means we're talking about books. Because nobody in the house reads the books except me, usually. Um, but like I said, I'm not alone. I have a very special guest who also reads books. True. Wouldn't you know it? All facts. From book hoarding slash all over the interwebs, Bianca Hernandez Knight or Mrs. Star Wars. It me. It's you. How it's you doing? true. I'm doing okay. I'm, you know, existing in this yeah. uh, penny, multiple panini world. And also like, it's rough. I guess I start back to school next month. So oh, interesting. You know. Okay. So like, is it, are you, you're still doing like the fashion school stuff, right? I am because what better time to have a career crisis than in the middle of a pandemic. Okay. But like, if you're going to have a career crisis, like at least at the end of this, you're going to be able to have some like really dope dresses or costumes or capes or. This is a stuff. fact. And I like, I made a ton of outfits for myself ahead of celebration too. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I made like these cool, like Jedi ish, uh, like summer dresses and stuff uh, nice. that I need to put the pattern and stuff online. But no, it's really cool. It also, like, makes me way better at, like, pattern making in terms of, like, being like, oh, that's how you would make, like, the costume that's in this latest thing. Like, I have all the materials to make Breha's white uh, cape, cape oh, that poppy thing. So thing. Yes. Um, that, that, I, I love Alderanian belt buckles right now. Like, Alderanian belt buckles are fire. I mean, I just love a lot of the design that is in Alderanian things because it's, like, there's flow to it like there's yeah. just like like between breha's like cool like flowy clothes and then like bales capes and like ponchos yeah. his little like side cape deal he digs it he's like yeah. i want to be comfy but i want to look good you know even like when he like for no reason he's in the back of the room and then like Jin says something and then he's like All right, i'm gonna walk out step into the light real good real dope right here and people are gonna wonder who i am but some people know who i am and it's gonna be cool <laughs> Uh, I like that because I always imagine Jin is like, who is this guy? <laughs> What's happening right now? <laughs> Dramatic music yeah. just came on. <laughs> I feel like, honestly, we deserve a POV version of that where she's like, who the fuck are all these people? What's like? happening right now? Dude? This dude just stepped out of the shadows right now. Like, I'm supposed to know who that is. Uh, anyway. Like, how long was he doing that? You know, like, how long was he waiting in the shadows? Like, did he accidentally? The whole speech. Like, they were like, yeah, Rihanna like... Halleck. Or is that your real name, Jin Urso? Like, <laughs> Daughter of Galen Urso. How many times did he, like, think about stepping forward? And he's like, no, no, no. Wait, wrong cue. Wrong cue. Mm-hmm. Cue. Like, like, wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. No, we need you to get us a meeting with Saw. No, but, like, rebels, rebels, rebels do this, rebels do that. I rebel. Da, 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 da. And then he was like, All right, now's my time step out boom hit the light like and he milked that light too he's yeah i was gonna say like he light right there he's definitely done so like my headcanon is like bail organa has to have done like alderanian community theater because he knew how to find his spotlight okay, and i'm but like he's a politician too so like that's public life too you know how to find your spot okay fair fair i'll give you this uh-huh okay real quick before we lose everybody 
<laughs> on how awesome I love Bail Organa so much. Uh, we're talking about not one, but two really good books that came out recently. We're talking about Queen's Hope by E.K. Johnston. And we're talking about Brotherhood by Mike Chin. Both take place really soon after episode two, Attack of the Clones. Uh, both were released like a few months ago. What? Queen's Hope came out in like April, mm-hmm, March mm-hmm. maybe. And Brotherhood came out in May, I believe. Yeah, I think um, it was literally right before Celebration. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, and like I, we've sort of been like behind on the, or I, I don't, just this podcast has been behind on books because we've been like keeping up with Obi-Wan. Uh, uh, not me getting drunk and being like, Quidlet Voss, they mentioned him in Kenobi. Uh, if you want to hear <laughs> like me being really excited about that. Go back and listen. Do some uh, pass. Go back. You know. Go check out Spotify. Go check out our uh, Obi Wan Kenobi playlist. And it's good times. But it's real good times. Yeah, these are really really good books. And you know, full disclosure, me personally, like I mean, Queen's Hope, I was looking forward to because E. K. Johnston has been doing wonderful things with the Padme stuff and the Handmaidens and everybody in that whole orbit. One hundred percent. With these three books, and so I was like eager to see it all wrapped up even though i was sad to see it all wrapped up um brotherhood kind of came out of nowhere and you know when they announced books like they're like anakin and obi-wan like redefining their like relationship and i was like all right i know these fools i saw like 18 movies about them uh so not that i wasn't excited because i was like oh i'll read it it'll probably be fine but this book blew me away unexpectedly like not that I thought it was going to be bad, but I definitely thought like, oh, I know plenty about Anakin and Obi-Wan. Like, and the story that they gave me was very, very compelling and much. Uh, it really like opened up that relationship a lot more than I thought it was going to. Um, I feel like that's the strength, though, of the books, which is that like. I'm going to be honest to say that I've probably only watched Clone Wars one time through in terms of, like, the animated show. I don't, I'm not, I'm not a major fan, if I'm being honest. Like, I think there are some plot points that I love what they did with it, and I really appreciate it. But Mm -hmm. I think as, because I'm like. hear you. I'm a major, yeah. But you know that I'm a book fan. Like, you know that I really love other things. And I also am in the world of, like, especially Austin things. I get. Um, major adaptations. We just got mm-hmm. one this summer that was very contentious. Okay. Um, but I think especially things that you understand that there's some interiority to it, there's some commentary, there's some other things going on, and sometimes you need to sit with that, and a 30-minute yeah. episode is not going to let you do that. Right, right. Um, and also, like, you can't really get that if you just have people... Like, if, if you're not having some fourth wall breaking, some, like, internal monologuing of some kind. Right. And... That's not really what that animated show was made for, right? Like, it's it's really like showing, uh, like showing, not you know, telling. Right, right, right. Um, it's just like giving you what you need to see. But I feel like the showing in this is the opposite, right? Oh, the way absolutely. that you do it with books is so different, and I think that's what, like, like that's book strength, right? Like yeah, the 100%. depth that they can get into characters, like in their heads and into their emotions and things like that. That's something that you can't convey on on screen. Or in other types of media. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah, and I think that, like, also, it just makes sense for some stories, some mediums, it's like, you you don't want to have to do that. Like, it's it would be boring if you spent 20 minutes of every, like, 
right, animated right. episode with just someone being like, okay, so here's all the trade, like, Federation, right. like, current, you know, like, or no Kenobi one wants that. Kenobi being like, ooh, I almost called him Padawan again. Right? Like, a million of those, and, like, him, or, like, ruminating on, yeah. like, what he's seeing. Uh-huh. Um, or, honestly, even Padme talking about, like, the Handmaidens and that relationship and how, like, there's pain along with purpose there. I'm sure, like, there's just, like, there's not... I also think that the strength of the books is that, like, you can then tap into the things that speak to you and the, the stories that you do want to hear more about that you are invested in in terms of character development. So mm-hmm. I'm very much a person who's, like, I am definitely going to be picking, like, books over just, like, re-watching some things. And I think that, like, for some people, I guess my bigger point is, because it takes me forever to get to points. My bigger point, I guess, is that, like... Hey, don't worry. This is my I podcast. Think, don't worry about it. I think that some people super dig Clone Wars because it does so much of the reworking of that gap of development, that okay. character development, yeah, yeah, yeah. that we didn't really get between Ep 2 and 3, right? Because it was right, there was some right. books, there weren't really whatever, but, like, yeah, yeah, it yeah. really wasn't the same. Like, it really didn't explain some sudden changes that we get between, like the credits rolling at the end of ep two and then the like the uh title rolling up in you know ep three like there's missing pieces right yeah and i think that the books for me offer i think what clone wars does for a lot of people which is i come to the books in the same way where i'm like this kind of really nicely smooths in and reweaves these loose threads back into the tapestry that make it the full picture yeah, absolutely. And just like, by the way, the, like what really, I think like, and, and all these, I mean, all these, there's two books here we're talking about, but like it, EK has reliably captured Padme's voice like very, very well. And this book is no uh-huh. exception. Right. But uh, with it's, I, I feel like it's almost more difficult for these major characters like Obi-Wan and Anakin. Cause sometimes you can read some of these stories or some of this or whatever and be like, Oh, okay, it's Anakin, and he's going like, "I'll save you, clone," or whatever. You're like, mm-hmm. and he, it, sometimes they don't quite capture the voice, but in this book, like I think Mike Chen particularly does an excellent job capturing the voice so well that I can hear it off of the page. Yeah, like, and that's usually my tell when the uh, when it's so good that I'm like hearing it in my head, and it's not like disconnected and it doesn't sound weird. Um. Because, like, you build the context yourself. Like, books give you a little bit of that, like, you're visualizing it in a way. Because it's not spoon-feeding it to you like a, a TV or a movie or, or some sort of visual medium. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, Mike Chen captured the voices of Obi-Wan and Anakin extremely well. And E.K. always captures the voices uh, of Padme and her handmaiden repertoire extremely well so like i think that that's something that like also when you're dealing with these bigger characters um like established characters that you have seen in 72 movies and books and comics and stuff it really hits home when they're like written right and these are two really good examples before we get all the way to that where can people find you on the interwebs bianca um i am on uh Twitter is at book hoarding. I also have a book hoarding Facebook page. And then Instagram is at Bianca Hernandez. And then on YouTube, uh, book hoarding by Bianca. Okay. Book hoarding. <laughs> like, th- is there a backstory to that? Like, I always just thought it sounded really cool. But like, 
I was having a conversation in college with a friend about what were acceptable things to hoard, and okay. books is one of those things. And I always had a lot of books. My dad once said to me, like, by once, I mean literally the one time he ever had to move me, which was to college, mm-hmm. and he was just like, I feel like I've had to move these books a million times. Why do you still have the same, like, books? And I'm like, sir, <laughs> first of all, if only had to move me once. Uh, second of all, stop it. <laughs> okay, excellent. First, uh, second of all, I don't know if you know how much fans of the TV show Hoarding, me and Axel are. <laughs> me and Axel will be, like, oh watching TV and just be like, you want to watch Hoarders? Yeah. There was some other show that came up that we started watching, but that one was just gross. And we were like, no, we can't do this one. It was like a. Is it it My Strange Addiction? No, it was like next level hoarding where like it wasn't even because like hoarding is like bad. But there's always like a uh, there's like a story there. Right. There's always like a like, oh, like ever since, you know, her husband died and her kids moved away. Like, you know, she started, you know, then she hasn't cleaned up. And now the city says if she doesn't get rid of blah, 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 and she's got to clean (laughs) up. You're like and then like the kids come and they like there's always like an uplifting story there somewhere. Yeah. But, like, this other show was, like, so gross, and it was, like, literally, like, just the worst parts of it. I don't even know how to describe it, but it was literally just, like, look, look at all these roaches. Look, and I was just, like, Ew. I can't watch this. Come on. No. We gotta get out of here now. Uh, I can't remember the name of the damn show. But we both, like, put it on, and we were, like, oh, let's go back to hoarding, dude. Anyway, That's bad. Uh, That's real bad. Anyway, just in case anybody was ever curious... When we first did the Rebels costumes, people kept asking us about social media and we had like no, like we had our own personal, like, you know, my wife and I had a Facebook or whatever. That was it. Right. And people were like, oh, where's you guys is like, where do we follow your cosplay? Where do we like? But that's what it was. And that's when we came, like we came up with the Rogue Rebels. And my idea was like, well, Rebels, like we're doing Star Wars Rebels. Like that's our family. Like that's us. Like, right. Because that's what like that sort of built that we like was making this quote name, but rogue, I was all inspired by like rogue, like rogue one hadn't come out yet, but I was like inspired by like rogue squadron and stuff like that. I was like, well, that those are like the outlaws. Like it's like the rebels, but they're like the different ones. Cause you know, like we were on our own and like, we we're a family like together. So I thought like rogue rebels, and I thought it rolled off the tongue really well. So if anybody's I think it's good. Ever both- curious about where the name, where we came up with the name, for Rogue Rebels, it was because we had to immediately think of something to brand ourselves with um, so that we could share pictures publicly. Because we had, like, our own Facebook. And we were like, I'm not sharing that. Pri-. Like, my Facebook's private, man. You can't come over here and look at pictures of my kids. You know. But we were like, we'll put the ones of costumes out somewhere, you know, on an Instagram that's public for everybody. And we came up with the Rogue Rebels. That's uh, good. Yeah, you know, so you can check us out at therogerebels.com where we got all that stuff. <laughs> Uh, speaking of which, you can check us out at theroguerebels.com. Go like our Facebook page. We're on Instagram and TikTok at The Rogue Rebels. And we're on Twitter at Rogue Rebels Fan. Um, make sure you're checking out recent episodes of Star Wars Geek Girl, where Lizzie is podcasting with Zoe about things. Um, I am putting up Spotify polls if you listen to us on Spotify. But in addition to that, we have Spotify playlists that organize all of these things. Like this episode is going to be on a book playlist. So if you like reading Star Wars books, Go check out our Star Wars books playlist because we get into it and like that'll that curates all the book episodes for you, um, you know, so you can sort of hit your own thing. Are you getting excited about Andor or, you know, uh, Star Wars 
Clone Wars or something, go back and we have a playlist for that. Um, throw a rock and you'll hit it. Uh, what <coughs> else we got? Oh, I put news. Mewage. I don't know why. I thought it was funny. Um, because there's a book coming out called Princess and yeah. Scoundrel. Because <laughs> it's funny. I am. It was funny to me. I don't know if it's going to translate. <laughs> like, I'm still laughing. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. I feel a little bit better. Um, I will validate you even okay. when no one Great. else will. Thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Uh, Han and Leia get married and they go to the Halcyon on their honeymoon and it's great. Also, there are drunky walks in this book. I can't wait to talk to you about it. I'm not going to say anything else. But I like Sounds the like art. a I like the cover. special and unique read. I like the cover. It's pretty. She got it's really good. It's, a, it's finally a romance novel cover. Yeah, it is, right? And they ain't like shiny. That's why also, I'm going to be real and say Ooh. this is why I'm scared about it because I'm a romance reader, like romance genre reader, mm-hmm. and I am going to be like, I'm coming into this as a romance genre fan, and I need it to live up to the hype. Okay, real quick. Has any, like, Star Wars book, like, even come close to, like, scratching that? Like, as a romance? Lost Stars. Lost Stars. Okay, yeah, I, I think Lost Stars is a great one, too. I also really like Crash of Fate. Uh, Crash of Fate is amazing and then oh my god what was it that i was just reading uh one of the high republic things was integrating a lot of like love story ish is things. it high republic adventures no it okay. was one of the books oh my god i can't remember which one because i just like read them all back to back so i don't mm-hmm. like they kind of blend together i'm trying to think now uh oh my god. it was like uh lula was like talking about like her relationship with okay so it's probably midnight horizon i, I think it's midnight horizon okay because like midnight horizon it's the characters from star wars i mean from hieroglyphic adventures so it's like kind of like a, it gets a little bit deeper but it's also like most of the story happens in hieroglyphic adventures but in like midnight horizon they're like thinking about it or it's like the other side like in hieroglyphic adventures something is happening and then you see in Midnight Horizon, it's like, oh, while she was off doing this, she was thinking about blah, blah, blah. Um, so I, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. I think it, I think you're right. Yeah. Because it was, it's definitely like adjacent yeah. characters and everything. But it was just like, anyway. But yes. Like, yeah. I, a- I, I think we are quickly reaching points where we're going to potentially have more because like clearly we're having people explore different things in Star mm-hmm. Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'd say like, E.K. Johnson, as much as, like, E.K. Johnson can write romance, um, I think that, like, the Anakin Padme stuff was always, like, there's no way to rework that <laughs> to be a romance novel, but I will leave that there. Anyway, yes. But it's also, like, so, like, it's 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 weird and fun and funny in a weird way, but it's also, like, semi, like, in the movies, it's always, like, like, episode two is, like, the romance movie, right? And it's, like, so cheesy and so over the top and, like, at some point so cringy where you're like, dude, calm down with that face, bro. You can't just say you like sand and touch this woman. Right. Um, Like, it's... (laughs) But, like, there's also, like, I don't know, like, especially, okay, like, just jump into uh, Queen's Hope. There's, like, parts of the book where he's so, like, I don't want to say, like, himbo, but he's so, like, (laughs) himbo-y. Where, like, I can see it, right? Like, I think there 
I think that E.K. Johnson does a lot to salvage what was delivered in the movies in terms of trying to make that a believable love okay. story. That's fair. That's where I stand on it. Yeah. Like, I, I'm still, I think <laughs> that <laughs> Queen's Hope does a lot, a lot of lifting to get us to a place where episode, like, where, where, where it makes sense. Um, I still think that it's a rough, it is still real rough, friend. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's fair. All of that is fair, but I'm just like the... It's like when I make a grilled cheese and I burn it <laughs> and I just kind of scrape off the burnt parts and I'm like, it's okay that it still tastes burnt. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. like you can still mm-hmm. taste the burnt because it just like got all in there. The relationship was always messy, like a burnt yeah. grilled cheese. As it was we, always... As we all agree. <laughs> I think all we of us, all uh, we've all said that, <laughs> Bianca. We've <laughs> always said that Padme and Anakin are like burnt grilled cheese. It's I mean, like, one of them gets real yes, burnt at the it's end. It's messed up, but it tastes pretty good or passable. <laughs> you know, sometimes you put tomatoes in it. Is that just me? But like, if we're if we're gonna honestly get into the Queen's Hope thing, I think like the That's real the real real of this is Sabe's whole experience with Padme. And then being like, what? Like, you are with this dude? I'm done. (laughs) Like, relatable. Highly relatable. But that's also, like, that adds that, I don't know. Like, I felt, I don't know. Like, it makes it, like, believable in a weird way, but it also grounds it. Like, it, you, Padme is this force of nature, right? Like, she Uh is she's intelligent and like unstoppable and like whatever whatever obi-wan says at the end of obi-wan where he was like you know you are you are concise you are observant you are like you like all those things he says about padme that she is Uh uh like she is that and then she has like this also does a little bit of the like the self not not even selfishness it's hard to say selfishness but in a way selfishness of like where padme is like look this is just for me. Like, I just, I want this. Like, I want it. I want this. And I want, and she does like, like most of this is like, she's trying to figure out how to balance to keep this separate, you know, this secret separate from the rest of her life, which ends up isolating her. Which uh-huh, sucks. Uh-huh. Um, but the isolation explains like, yeah, really when you think about it, it explains so much. And it also is just like, it again, like to me, I'm like, this is, reweaving the threads to make it make sense we're in spoiler time by now the guys everybody just so you know we're spoiling stuff but you already know that they're married but just so you know we gonna get into it now go (laughs) but i just think that like the way that queen's hope wraps all that up because we're like the other ek johnson padme books do a Mm great really really good job of building up padme and her her drive, but also Sabe, and even the other handmaidens, yeah, and yeah, their yeah. their drive and their passion and their commitment to each other. Mm-hmm. And in the other books, there was mention of if like there's some line about like if Padme ever fell in love, we knew it would be like like a big deal, and it would right. be hard. You know, it would be like right. such a hard fall in love, and this really fulfills that promise. Yeah, um, it also makes sense. Like I feel like again, like the Sabe experience of being like, okay, wait, this is my like powerful, smart friend, and she's like. 
with this dude is like a thing. <laughs> this fucking dude. Just like we, I, I have one hundred percent been there. Like, I feel like I know people who have been there too with their friends and have all been like random and intense. Have been like, I just need to talk to somebody about how my like friend has done this thing that I'm just in shock over because it's so out of character. Right. And like. I feel like that is also the audience's reaction for the most part to the movies. Mm -hmm. So I think that like this does a really good job again of we have two other books that do set this up and then this fulfills that promise by mm -hmm. it's it starts off on it's the day before their wedding I believe okay. um to like kind of ground this and I think that like that's really important because it's like it's just after geonosis and it's just after those confessions, those like death, deathbed confessions, essentially of then love. We're gonna die. Let me have a kiss. Yeah, smoochy smoochies. And, and it was like, like, oh wait, we live. Oh okay, everything. We cool. live now. I have to live with the things I said when I thought <laughs> I was dying. That's fine. Let's um, <laughs> so they're they're gonna get married, and like, it's just, I think this is like a fascinating place to start because. <laughs> like i love that we're given this kind of it's before the credits roll for star wars yeah. ep2 two. episode two yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and that moment of like this is really happening like there was actually forethought to this mm -hmm. and also again too which is a problem with a lot of stars especially between episode two and the end of f3 which is time where is time how many years is happening how many weeks is happening <laughs> um and there's space given to be like clearly there's been a couple there's been a, a second since geonosis right. um and that's fine because i'm like it would be a little weird to be like we almost died now let's immediately get married tomorrow instead it's like okay she's had some time to heal from falling off of a ship in the <laughs> middle of the geonosis like desert it sand it's fine i mean that had to hurt yeah well, homie lost a hand. I mean, and there's that too, right? Like him getting yeah. used to his hand. Yeah. Um. So we're like put into this like beginning place of like Padme needs help for her dress. And like, I super love the detail around the wedding dress because it's like this in this like, uh, basically like this knobbery like family lace that's been like passed down and like. Yeah all this stuff and so she has a little bit of it that she wants to incorporate in her thing and Yana's like I got this mm -hmm. um also the very so the very start of this and throughout this book we get these interstitial chapters they don't uh -huh. they don't always outright tell you immediately who it is but mm -hmm. it's these different women backslash mothers of Star Wars okay. and the and first like, one is Shmi in every book and she's talking about the stars done. and it is devastating yeah <laughs> everyone she does like she puts in these interstitials just to hurt us yeah like every book has this like there's a couple in ahsoka there's a, in every padme book there's one of these um and this one she puts in like i think there's four of them yeah and they're all harmful hurtful they're yes. in, immensely hurtful um there's just to get to these, because they're just yeah, like, they, okay. they aren't really necessary for, I guess, like this, the plot itself. But so the Shmi one's hard. There's the Baru one, mm -hmm. which 
it is revealed that essentially Baru was part of like this whole system to like free the like enslaved folks on Tatooine, yes. which is fucking great and like yes. beyond, I guess, Hell like yes. even beyond Tatooine. Um, and like Shmi, like the whole reason she got involved with the Lars is because like she's also good at tech stuff. Makes sense, mm-hmm. Anakin. Um, but also like then she becomes part of this process and is like the kind of like first test subject for them to figure out how to like take the thing out of people right. so that like they don't you know blow up when it's found out there yeah, the slave, um, whatever bomb yeah and so there's all of that and then so like brew just like amazing yes. and then of course we see her uh months after this book comes out in obi-wan and yep. i'm like this is beautiful like this is beautiful justice for this character it makes so much sense and i'm like look those two things tie together beautifully how wonderful you are star war thank you i know right i'm just like let me yeah. cry for like how beautiful this writing is. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a Brea. The Brea chapter. I think that's the last one, right? Am I missing? It is. It? I don't. Shmi, I think. Yeah, I think it's those. Baru, Brea. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but like the Brea one also like obviously like ends on like this chapter. Like it ends right, on this right. very like obviously alluding to Leia. Mm-hmm. And this is that not, was like also said, this is not the first okay. time she does this like she does this in no. every book where she's like the girl in the white dress and i'm like why why did you do this to me right now i just i finished the book and now you're gonna make me cry for another reason um, it's really good though like the the way that those are brought in and then so it like i don't know i love that the way that this one specifically focused on like the mothers of star wars yeah, because that's really yeah. what this this book is that because it's like these are the moms who raised so many Skywalkers. Yeah. And, and the like tragedy the is... mother specifically? Yeah, and the tragedy is, like, Padme will not get to be one of those women, right? right. Like, she's going to birth them but not be able yeah. to be there for them. And so getting that chapter that links all of these women to each other, mm-hmm. not just through the children that they raised, but through the things that they believed in, fought for, was really beautiful. Yeah. Anyway, they're also yeah. sad. They're yeah, also super they sad. They are. And they will hurt you. And you will be like crying and be like, thank you. Um, I, I heard a few. Of the, I don't know if it was like a, another podcast. Uh, possibly if you guys like are looking for great E.K. Johnston content. Uh, she was on an episode of Sisters with Sabres talking about this book. That was immensely enjoyable. Um. But, like, EK has done a few of these, like, interviews or, like, you know, Instagram lives or whatever, where she was talking about how what she really, like, one of the big things she focused on in this book was, like, isolating Padme, which we kind of talked about how, like, these secrets, like, she's keeping these secrets from everybody and it sort of, like, isolates her from the family she's built almost in the other two, but, like, she built her handmaidens, her sisters, and then you know, Corday and Dorme and like all of them in, in the second book. And like by the third book, she's kind of alone or by the third movie, she's kind of alone. Mm-hmm. So she really kind of took that into account. And like just the amount of thought that EK, like it's clear that she's thought about this a lot. Um, so I love that she brings that to uh, her books, like the things that she's clearly marinated on for a bit. <laughs> 100 percent. i feel like that always is like the the true thing in all of her books that she's thought about it again like even the details of the beginning about like the like where the lace for padme's dress came from right, like right. why 
is Padme wearing an Edwardian gown to her wedding when this is in space. And there's been nothing of that era in any of her garments. And it's like, oh, well, it's a, if it's based on this traditional family thing, and it's like, oh my god, thank you. Like, as, like, a person who honestly, like, really loves Star Wars because mm-hmm. of the costume story and also, like, has always really loved costuming because of this movie. Yeah. Um, and is now in fashion school because of this bullshit. Like, <laughs> it is a story around that because, like, there's no way that, I don't know, I'm just like, A.K. Johnson's just, just done so much good around bringing in all those really cool threads yes. because, like, tons of budget went toward costuming Padme. And to honor that intentionality in the books is really, really good. Because I feel like that's also, in a lot of the other books around this, that gets kind of ignored. And I'm like, but that was such a big part. Like, that was honestly, like, a massive part of their budget. Right, right, right. And I mean, just, like, I don't know, like, adding those little details that make it matter much more than, like, oh, this was just the prettiest thing that they could put, you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. to be, like, oh, like, this was a piece that, like, was her family and it was had passed down and da-da-da-da. So she incorporated it into her veil and she didn't know if she could just sew with her piece so she called her old buddy. And, like, just on that note, like, seeing sort of what they've been up to. Like, Yane yeah. and Sashay are now, or is it Yane? Yeah, Yane and Sashay are now married. You know, and they like adopt kids and help them from disasters or whatever. <laughs> like, um, you know, uh, using all that handmaiden money to like Yane and is it Sashay? Because Sashay is like a politician, right? Like Sashay is like the one who's like a politician now. Rabe is like a music star. Sabe is still doing secret things. And then who are we missing? Irte. Yeah. The... I forgot. Uh, but like you know like getting to catch up with them like mm-hmm. in addition to like her reaching out to her friends it's really good to mm-hmm. be like oh like look at them like they just they got to get married they have a happy ending too like in a weird way like it's like now that we know them instead of me being like I don't know any of these people's names like I know Sabe is one of them uh, is what I would have said to you 20 years ago uh, yes now that I know all their names <laughs> And like, no, like, oh, she's really good at science. Like, and she made this like thing that's art, but you can also eat it sometimes. It's awesome. Like, um, and like knowing each of their strengths that like that, all of that is done from like these other books. Uh, in addition to now, I know all their names. And it just, again, lives up to like the original intention, which was like, episode one was don't underestimate these handmaidens. Like, this is not... This is, they're not just some like ladies in waiting. They are smart. Yeah. But they were they, all chosen for their skills and whatever it was that they brought to the table, right? Yeah. Like they can, they can fire a blaster and also pretend to be Padme in a very important political meeting. Like mm-hmm. those are both very important things that, like you, yeah. yeah. They're not just going to be like, I can do embroidery, ma- ma'am. It's like, I can do this embroidery that uh is with this special wiring and it's going to be bulletproof sweet carlinian silk so good oh my god i love i love the like economic parts of this book weirdly enough anyway yeah um before the wedding though there also is like this moment of like anakin going off and finding (laughs) this shrine to qui-gon jinn Mm -hmm. and i'm just like uh 
I love this. I love that there is a shrine to him. But I also, like, in my mind, do you remember the photo of uh, Liam Neeson, like, in the desert uh, with, like, sunglasses and, like, an umbrella? <laughs> like, like ink on his nose. Yeah, it's, like, iconic. I absolutely I just imagine, I just imagine that as, like, his shrine for some <laughs> reason. Like, it's just that. Somebody was, like, making memes with, like, that picture to Obi-Wan, and he's like, have you trained the boy? <laughs> anyway, it was just good times. Uh, I, I, I like the idea that the Naboo are very, like, you know, the occupation was, like, you know, a very rough part of their history. But that they still remember that there was like a Jedi that that died there and that lost his life and like buried a question mark there. Yeah. Um, I so guess like there. ashes scattered potentially. Yeah. That's his. That's Jin's final resting place is Naboo, where he like, you know, like in their in their story, like he died helping them against the Trade Federation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's kind of cool. Um, I love that again it's like these little details are just like mwah thank you it's totally interesting like and it's something that we didn't think about we're like oh yeah they did have the funeral over on Nobu like why didn't they cart that fool back to Coruscant and then you're like oh yeah that fool never liked the council (laughs) I mean yeah they're like "Mm." yeah he's probably like even more okay with this this is totally better than your damn tower is that why he's stuck only talking to people when they're like in the outer rim? Like when he's like, like, yeah, because ta- tattooing isn't that far. Because I was like buried out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> I only got six G, man. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so Anakin is able to sort of like, you know, like he goes to the grave and sort of like reaches because like even now he still sees him as sort of a father. And this is touched on in a lot of Anakin content including the next book we're going to talk about um but like the idea of of anakin like qui-gon's the one who reached out and plucked this fool out of the desert you know what i mean Uh Uh like and i like the idea that anakin kind of still holds him even though sometimes it it like messes with with him and obi-wan's relationship a little bit Uh like it's a little bit hard and it's a little bit rough but he was this mentor figure to both of them in different ways you know, like I said, it's touched on a little bit more in the next book. But, um, you know, just the idea that he has this relationship with him. And on this day, like, then again, it's like the, one of the two places he know. He's like, okay, I'm going to be at my wife's house. Or, hey, I'm going to go see Kwaikonji at, like, funeral. Wasn't that over here on the left? Um, It's like the only two places he's been to on the planet. Yeah. Um, that's real sad. Yeah. He's like, also, one time I flew one of y'all ships. It was cool. Anyway, okay, back to Tatooine and Sabe's mission. So, like, in the other books, Tatooine, uh, you know, soon after Padme was no longer queen, Sabe was sort of sent to try to help the slaves. They're like, Shmi in particular, and she wasn't able to find her because by then Shmi had, like, gone and married off and she wasn't able to track her down. But they weren't able to quite do what they were trying to do, and she ended up, like, freeing a couple of slaves but um i've heard like ek talk about this on a few things and she said like you know they showed up the first time being like well hey we're here to do the thing and we're gonna do it but they just sort of showed up with their ship and with their money and like they didn't really like like deal with the community and the community distrusted them yep 
like so they weren't able to like that's why they weren't able to accomplish what they wanted to accomplish because nobody yep. would talk to them because they just rolled up hey any slaves here trying to get free like you know what I mean? Like, like super white savior yeah, and super like almost missionary too. Like we're here yeah. to like save you. We and it's like, mm, no. But <laughs> in this book, they sort of really start to like integrate themselves into community in a different way to try to like, like play the long game and like do it right. Quote unquote. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, like and like they says, get other jobs yeah. like they are members of this community and like it's honestly it's a live and you learn thing right where it's like you know what you did it wrong the first time yeah go off do something else for a little bit then come back and try it again but it's a cool thing to where she says i think at one point she says something like uh like as her and pad may talk about this eventually uh and she says something like like sabe's like look like you're do you're you're in the Senate and you're doing all this stuff and you're trying to save whole systems. She's like, you're right, you're doing this big thing, but I, I, it's hard for me to understand that and operate that way. But doing it this way, like I can see the faces of the people that I'm saving. Like, and you need both of those. You know what I mean? Like we mm-hmm. can all talk about like, hey, we need to like, you know, fuck off Supreme Court. Like, quit quit your BS. like you know we all need to do those big things but we all need to sit here on our local things too and be like hey like you know what i mean like look our own community and the, like there's this big scale and there's a small scale of how to help people and it's like there you can focus on one and you can focus on the other but like both of them are needed you know what i mean uh-huh, uh-huh. like i like that idea and i like that they both take those different approaches it, again it's like it's it's the network too of like who padme is like working with and everything because like honestly like all of them are working toward you know similar goals as padme yeah. and they end up working on like the same thing like by like much later in the book you find out that like the people you know like she uh, uh sabe is on tatooine trying to like help and she ends up connecting with the other network which involves baru hell yes um and like the people who are trying to free these slaves and then like from the other side the politician sashe is finding out that like what in carl carlinius or whatever the the thing like they're getting an influx of workers and she discovers that a lot of these workers are freed slaves from these outer rooms like from this network so she's like oh i think these are the people that are sending the and then like after they free them they send them over there so they can live as refugees but they also get jobs and they're able to like you know, make a new life for themselves, you know, and, uh, all of that sort of is a, like to get Padme's attention for this other thing that's happening, you know, like, so all of these pieces and all of these people that are doing all this help on all these different levels, like they're all connected in this weird way. I thought that was also really well done. Like, there's there's a bunch of little like kind of like mystery caper moments and I really did like how it all tied together at the end. Yeah. And it wasn't like quite telegraphed as much as that. Like you were never go at least I wasn't in the beginning of the book going like, hmm, I wonder where this like it's not given to you that way. But once mm-hmm. it ties all together, you're like, oh, like you don't even realize there's a mystery to solve. You know what I mean? You're just like, oh, that's cool. That's what's happening. That's what's happening. And then once it all comes together, you're like, oh, crap, like 
what happened you know it's like a very like butterfly effect kind of what happens on one side of the galaxy like you're seeing effects of it over here and i really like that yeah and i i think that like it also speaks to like again planning for this novel and like making things interconnected whether it's from like understanding trade routes to understanding like um immigration because i feel like this is also just like yeah immigration is like a massive thing here Mm -hmm. of course it would be something that is important in the galaxy far far away like and how different places handle influxes of populations and treat them and let them be human Uh, because there's like a lot of specifics on like how sashay was like allowed to like i guess like talk to the immigrant community and like trust to be built essentially yeah because part of it was that like they don't ask the immigrants like where they're coming from or anything Mm -hmm. they're just like yeah like we need the help and like if you know up to you you can do the work you can da 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 um yeah that was that was really well done i really like a lot of the sashay stuff like sashay's story in this is mostly like the political side because she's currently the whatever on on naboo who's sort of like um at the time the clone wars has just started and like like that part of the story is there's like some old you know archaic law that panaka quote unquote has uncovered that's like by the way when we're in wartime we're able to sort of like draw on the communities of our fellow chamal sector you know in case things get hard and you know like sashay is like well that's stupid that's an archaic look like what you're saying is like we rich people can just draw on the other systems and make them suffer so that we don't have to be uncomfortable uh-huh. And so her whole mission in this book is like trying to like travel to the other surrounding uh, the other pl- uh, planets in the sector, like Carlinius and others, <laughs> etc. To, 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 to be like, hey, like we need to strike this down. I'm on your side. This is a stupid old law that people signed when they were all old and scared. Uh, and, you know, Panaka, the one who brings it up, is like, of course, like. Yeah, uh, you know, like Palpatine just called me one day and is like, by the way, I found this really old thing. Do you think that's interesting? <laughs> and Panaka was like, I do. And now, you know, you're getting like a little bit of that edge of it, too. It's like, oh, that's where it there's comes so from. many like great little like Palpatine machinations. And all does of- a lot of really good. Like this has been throughout these little books, these little books. They're not small. <laughs> like throughout these books, she has weaved a lot of Palpatine into it. And it has been well done. Uh-huh. And like there's there's a lot like there's one part and specifically that talks about how like, oh, like they all wore their blah, 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 blah. Naboo, you know, Palpatine didn't wear Naboo clothes anymore. You know, he hadn't worn them for a long time. And it's like a small little detail. But you're like, oh, yeah, like he's, you know. Like, even to his own people, like, he forgot his roots. or Like, there's a lot of that little, like, that undertone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I like that. I like those little details. Uh, it's good. Yeah. So, anyway, like, that's Sashay's thing. She's trying to, like, strike down this thing while Naboo people are like, wait, 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 wait. This is, I know it's an old law, but, like, if it means that I don't have to worry about the war, like, you know what I mean? Like, and it's another story of these, like, rich people who are willing to, like, 
you know, uh, take from anybody to make sure that they are not affected in these hardships. Uh Whereas Sasha is trying to make it right and trying to be like, no, like if the system is hurting, like we should all share that burden. You know, this war is going to be hard. Why should it be any less hard for us than it is our neighboring planets just because we're the rich ones? Yeah. And I think, too, that's, again, like the things that we see in the... I mean, first of all, yeah. But then also, like in a previous E.H. Johnson Padme book, we see that when when they're all... um, When Amidala is in power, they're trying to meet with all the other leaders to try to create um, better, you know... You know, like your relationship understanding with the other, with, the other yeah. with their surrounding planets, like with their neighbors or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was yeah. like that's like I feel like that diplomatic mission of like we do want to work with our like sister planets in our system mm-hmm. comes to play here too, and it's really nice to see that. Right. Yeah. There's some. There, yeah. There's. I like that. Like Sasha's story in particular touches on a lot of those things. And, like, how and what she's doing, like, to do it against those things. Like, I really think that's cool. Um, And then it also talks about how she, like, you know, at one point, you know, she gets up to make a speech. But, like, you know, because of uh, what happened during the occupation, she was the one person that was tortured. So she has Uh all these scars. You know, so she's, like, sometimes she has, like, makeup to minimize the scars. And then other times she has makeup to, like, highlight the scars. So, like. You know, she earned those scars and she would make sure that when she made her, you know, nobody had had a harder time when Naboo was uncomfortable, you know, was at war or, you know, than her. Um, So she's like even speaking as a person who has lived through it. Like she is willing to, like, take the suffering um, to help other people. And I really like that. I The idea. Um, Because, yeah, definitely I really doesn't. That's that's something that, like I said, it's a little too real, and that's like that happens all the damn time. Uh-huh. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Jamila at one point came like right before the wedding. She was like, "Wait, Padme, can you like help my people out?" And there's like some artists that like live off of Naboo in this little commune where, you know, for whatever reason, they're not really like accepted into Naboo society, whether it be like they're like anti-establishment art or lifestyle or whatever uh and she brings anakin with him and he's kind of a cop i this is my least favorite part of this whole book if i'm being honest he's kind of a like, cop, though <laughs> this is my least favorite part like i just think that like a it's like a little too much of like one last mission before your wedding yeah um it is like the day of it's like, literally we'll like, yeah, four. we'll be back and forth. Yeah, it's literally just like 3PO, you just steam the dress, I'll be right back. Uh-huh. Um, so, like, there's a little bit of that for me of like, it's it's a little crunched. Okay. Um, and then also, like, I just, I don't know, I just feel like I don't love what we get out of this in terms of like, the Anakin Padme, because I'm like, you really gonna marry this dude? <laughs> like, yeah, in that's two hours? I, that's the part that I really like. Like, is the dude like, because when they get there, they both have, like, the way of dealing with this problem. And he is such a cop. Like, because he's so, like, she is the, per- like, the way that they, like, they come into this problem. And, and then this dude's like, well, what's wrong with you guys? Like, you guys are on spice or like something like. And yeah. He's like a total cop about it. And then she's like, look, just get on the ship. Like, we got to go. Like, your families need you. Da, 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 da. Like, it's about to get rough and you're behind separatist lines or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but like seeing like them together like dealing with the problem and them like figuring out what is the solution to the problem like of course padme wins and like they find whoever they're gonna get and they take them back and like but them seeing how they each deal with the problem because anakin is like i'm so good at war like this i is know gonna be the best oh my thing. god and I, I like that in this book because padme is like like i think the quote that i picked from my review is something where he's like you know padme you're gonna have to face this is a war there's gonna be losses and she's like and i will fight everyone like and that i guess like strength. my thing about all this is like okay. yes this shows how very different they are but also i <laughs> am just like still the mindset of like are you gonna marry this dude <laughs> Like, a couple hours where, like, you are just now realizing, not even just now, like, this is just, like, how they always work, but it's just, like, <laughs> you're gonna right. marry this cop? Girl, you gonna marry this cop? Okay. Here's another thing, <laughs> and this happens all the time throughout the book. This this is, like, the whole thing. She keeps saying, like, oh, you know, they had this and this, you know, but they would talk about it later. They would, they yeah. would like, they would do this later. Like, she would fix it later. There would be time to do this later. Like after the war, there would be plenty of time for them to chill out and like blah, 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 blah. And they're both under the oppression. Like Anakin's like, don't worry, the war's going to be over. I'm going to kill everybody so fast. It's going to be so rad. And she's like, okay, yeah, we're going to like vote down the thing. We're not going to let the clone army like, okay, people are like, stop, dog, please. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the reality, like reading the book, like I know what happens. I know there's not going to be time. Like, mm-hmm. when the war is over, so is she. Yeah. Like, they never get that time, like, to actually work mm-hmm. through some of their differences and problems. Like, from their marriage, like, like EK talked about it in a few of the little things, and she's like, this is as good as it gets. They keep yep. talking about how they're going to do this and how they're going to, like, retire and how they're, like, they're, they're making plans for a future, but, like, we know that that future is never going to get to come to pass. Mm-mm. And that sucks. <laughs> it's sad. In fact, it's going to be, like, honestly like worse than if just war had continued on for longer like it's because it becomes like anakin becomes like a monster he becomes like the true villain like it's it's so devastating and like i think that's also again like the kind of beautiful thing of like as much as it devastates me because i think that like i i feel like we've all had friends where you're like why are you marrying this person like you shouldn't marry somebody that you think that you can fix him or whatever um not necessarily that like it feels like padme's giving that vibe but there there's clearly like we have shit to work on still and it's like should not just marry someone that you are not 100 percent, you know but i feel like too it's this like naivete because both of them haven't really had a lot of experience in relationships yeah and because they've both been really caught up in essentially their careers their life has been their career and like they just keep running into each other and it's kind of almost like work spouses where you're like, I mean, I see like, you know, they see each other so much because their work overlaps. So it's kind of like, why not? But then it's like, there's a reason why a lot of times like work things don't often work out. Like if you are under really constrained circumstances, sometimes it's not great. If there's a, a power dynamic, sometimes, I don't know. I just, right. I, I, see the sad tragedy of there's never going to be anything better than this right now and i also see the girl why are you doing 
Also, I don't know. I'm just to me, I'm like, it's very telling that she didn't tell Sabe. Like, okay. It is says everything to me that is a that she did not tell her friend. Big part of this book, and to me, this gets into like I don't know if you watch Cobra Kai. Uh, no, this gets a little bit into like Cobra Kai is like this fucking wonderfully genius, great show, but it's also like this very like teen soap opera to where ninety percent of the problems can be solved if you would just fucking talk to each other. That's true. That's all. This whole and like that's all. Fucking all of these stories are communication. Every time they like talk, she's like, "Okay, she would tell her as soon as she got back." Like, and and then like you know, and like she doesn't tell Sabe. You're absolutely right. She like she's waiting for that right moment, like to break it to her or whatever, right? Because she obviously she's guilty and she knows or whatever you know whatever her thing is, she doesn't tell Sabe. Uh, it's because she knows like the tv for six episodes of cobra kai being like just tell him yeah but like i mean like let's be real that a so much good conflict does come from lack of communication like in in plots in in fiction yes but two i do think that like the human part of it the real part of it is that sometimes we don't tell the people who we know are going to be our harshest critics and point at the flaw in our plan Mm -hmm. you know like I just feel like that's such a real thing to experience where you're right. just like, oh. And as close I, as they are. Like, yeah. You know, like th- there's a little bit of guilt, I think, on Padme's end. You know what I mean? Like that's a lot of it too, right? Like I feel. Um, I feel like it's a two-sided guilt, right? Where it's like I am I feel bad because I'm keeping this for my friend, but I am also feel angry that I can't have my personal and my like my own thing. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, so getting into the Sabe part is basically like, Anakin and Padme have their cute wedding, mm-hmm. and they spend some time, mm-hmm. uh, in the Lake District being all cute. Yeah, girl. Uh. <laughs> Back in the Lake Country, girl. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, then, um, they go back to Coruscant, mm-hmm. and there is a secret mission that they need one person who can be two and bail knows <laughs> conveniently like, hmm, if only we had a person who could be in two places at once mm-hmm. he knows this bitch can do it and so uh it's like i'm called out right now yeah but like he does at least leave it on her terms yeah. like the way it's he described in the book actually call her out he just says that and then he just like is in the meeting and doing that thing where you look at your the one person in the room who can answer the question mm-hmm. being like i'm not saying you have to do it but i but do think you should do this could. um so then we cut to sabe and like there's this beautiful line about like she misses missing padme is like missing the sun and she was on a planet with two and, like, it was just so sad because, like, Sabe is, like, so deep in her feels. Um, and then, like, she comes, then she joins Padme right. on Coruscant. And it's, like, there's so much, like, it'll be just like old times. It feels like old times. And it's, like, the whole time as a reader, you're just like, no, because Padme hasn't told you she's fucking married. Mm-hmm. And, like, when Sabe gets there, she is like, why is everything weird now? Like, mm-hmm. it's all lonely. Like, there are these at nighttime hours, your whole place shuts down. Like, nobody's here. Like, I am all alone. Like, and she's sort of like in a weird, like, so basically, uh, 
Padme gets this secret mission. In order to take the mission, she has to call Sabe so Sabe can come be her, be Padme the senator on Coruscant while Padme goes off on the secret mission uh, to do the secret mission things. So Sabe is like taking her place. And like in taking her place, Sabe is feeling the isolation that Padme is living, trying to keep her secrets. She's like, why did the like the handmaiden sleep like three levels down? Like, mm-hmm. What happened to like when we all used to kick it on one level and just be like, all right, peace. Like if you, I'm going to leave the light on in the bathroom. Like, it's not like that anymore. I like that it's like three levels. Like Anakin and Padme just make too much noise. <laughs> that, like everybody's going to be like, I said it. <laughs> I said it. I don't I just, regret it. That's, that's, that's on a podcast now. Uh, <laughs> I just, okay. Like, let's just get to it. The part. Why is there force lightning going from the ceiling? <laughs> Wait, what are you? What? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, okay. I'm kidding. I see what you're saying. I get it now. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Never mind. I'm going to shut uh-huh. up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I know where you're going, and I don't know if it's appropriate. It's not. <laughs> it's not at all. Okay. But basically, at one point, Anakin comes to see his wife. Mm-hmm. Except it's not his wife. It's not. Uh, that is like a like whoa scene. Yeah, it's so much so that I like the scene is in itself is like interesting and it's like a very like wait wait you're not like and then they both like have the like scene where they like face off against each other and Sabi's like what you and then like but Anakin is so Anakin yeah it's almost like like I don't even like. Like, he's not stupid, but, like, the way that he reacts and, like, the things that he says in this situation are just so much, like, uh, like... It made everything worse. So, like, to follow, like, Sabe's story for the rest of it, it's basically, like, like, you're, like, as you said, like, it's in these weird situations where she's, like, so isolated and it's weird for her and she's just trying to do her best. Mm-hmm. Especially because she, she keeps stressing she hasn't done this in a second, right? Like, it's yeah. been a minute since she's had to be the decoy. And, also, and then, she's like... only been, like, back when she was doing it, like, they were Amidala and they had makeup. Yeah. And, like, now that she's, like, doing the senator and she's not even doing, like, she's doing Padme, it's, like, not as easy. And, like, they've grown. They're not the same kids anymore. Like... Yes, continue. Sorry. It, so it's like so. There's so much setup for like this is not a great situation for her. Even though like there, it's like she's so happy to see Padme in those moments right before Padme leaves, and like it's just so devastating because it just keeps going. Like this was supposed to be such a different experience in her head from what it became. Yeah. And it's kind of like, again, like you said, like the happiest moments are the ones right now, not in the future. Because she was like, oh, yeah, like her and Padme are kind of like, oh, OK, in like the future, in the future, in the future, even with each other. Right. Where it's like, OK, you know, we're going to have this moment to like catch up and talk and all this. It was great. Yeah. And it, it never gets great because, you know, Padme doesn't doesn't tell Anakin. And so Anakin rolls up and he reacts the way he does when he gets emotional. Uh-huh. It makes it worse because Sabe is already in a place where she's not happy with how things have been going. Right. Um, and she's concerned for her friend. And then this hap- this reveal happens and like mm-hmm. Anakin's kind of an asshole about it to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like not okay with it. He like sleeps on the sofa or something, right? Like Yeah, well like he's like, oh like the, uh, the reset thing, I, I can't leave for like another four hours or something. So like I'm just gonna go sleep on the couch or something like that. And she's just like, because like she's basically like, okay, now leave. 
and he's like i can't like the, the the code that we use to trip the sensors it doesn't you know like takes three or four hours to reset or something like that so like he can't leave basically so he has to and so it's just like yeah it's like this weird like yeah two people who honestly have a world to say to each other and just can't because like right but they're there's someone connected, you know what i mean yeah and then also knowing that like but they they have someone that they both deeply love. Cause I yeah, feel like we can, absolutely. we like, we can say, let's Sabe loves Padme. Yes. Like all the, I feel like all of the handmaidings love each other in some way, but mm-hmm. I feel like Sabe's story is one of heartbreak in this because mm-hmm. through to the end, like there's a scene where she's at like this like party and Palpatine's there. And like, he manipulates her feelings. Like we get this moment of like him manipulating her to like really push her over the edge um in this moment of like she's had all this shit happening and she's just like really off-centered and palpatine like uses like it's it, like it implies his force powers to push her yeah because yeah. like it there's like the fountain that's fucked up forever because of this like moment which is crazy yeah. um sabe tries to like go to Dex's to feel better and like there's supply chain issues because the war and the menu is it like there's like and then like Padme eventually comes back and we can pop over the Padme in a second but like that last scene like just looking at just Sabe's trajectory in the story and how sad it is because it's just like she's like kind of the third wheel and she It's like the realization and the acceptance, but it's also like there's a little bit of like disbelief to where like I think she even says it at one time. She's like, I knew she was never going to pick me, but I thought she'd pick like a, a, a system, a like species or like, you know, a planet, maybe like not just this fool who like had to sleep on the couch the other night because he couldn't reset the stupid thing. like. And he, like, flies off the handle and doesn't know how to react. And, like, it's so funny, like, the way that they talk about um, him specifically. Like, how, um, I mean, this crosses over to the other book a little bit. But even, like, at one point when Obi-Wan sort of first sees Padme and Anakin talking to each other, he's, like, back in the cut somewhere. And he's like, oh, okay, they, like, pass. Wait a minute. Like, they, like, gave each other a hug. And then they sort of, like, stand it off. And, like, you know, Padme stood very, like, straight and, like, discreetly checked around and anakin was like all right nobody saw us like all indiscreet and dumb yep and it's hilarious to me it is i mean like i don't know to me it's just continuously like i am very much on the side of like saba being like what the fuck why but also why why? but i also am just like people like people make choices like i cannot the fourth story it's hers because she talks about the planet that they go and try to save when she was little oh yeah you're right that's what it is Mm. and it's the it's a deleted scene from episode two with like the moving photographs in her home it is talks about the the species that died because their son died and they couldn't find another you know whatever a super sad only a little kid uh when she went on on her first like relief mission and they lost Mm -hmm. the whole whole planet sorry (laughs) it's very sad no you're right but yeah so the the Sabe story just wraps up in like her being like when Padme comes back, like yeah. it's a super awkward and heartbreaking conversation. And Sabe is just like, like she says something like you have, you know, my hands are always yours, but I, I ask that you not request yeah, them again. Never ask for them again. Ugh. 
But they had like, this weird like last night to get like not weird. Like it's actually like kind of beautiful. They were like they stayed like they stayed up under the covers like in it like because I read the first book so many damn times. Uh, and by the first book, I mean Queen's Peril, which is the second book. But the first in the timeline, like where they first met, like they were teenagers and they were little girl and they were like figuring out each other and also like what they were and like Sabe was the first one and they like spent all night like coming up with plans and I just hit the mic and like all this like and the it seems like in their last night they talked late into the like it seems like such a uh, mm-hmm. it's like a it's sweet but it's also sad because yeah know, it's, like, it's the last time yeah I mean it's also just like I'm glad we got it but it's also just it was heartbreaking because it yeah. it felt like a breakup in the way that like not just like romantic relationships aren't the only kind that can break up Mm -hmm. um but like it's clear that like there is some differential in how they felt for each other yeah romantically at the end Mm -hmm. and it's just heartbreaking like i think it's it's so it's it's a bummer but anyway so that that is the sabe wrap up for that and it was real quick (sighs) there's a part like the night like after anakin comes like where it's like Dorme's doing her hair or something. And she's oh my like, God. oh, I met Anakin last night. And she was like, shit. <laughs> it's yep. like the funniest, like it's the best. Like, oh, we forgot to tell you about that. Like, are you Handmaid's new too? Like none of y'all, none of y'all give me a heads up. Yeah. Like again, like there are all these little things that really lead up to like Sabe just feeling so like not just like it wasn't even like betrayed it's just like feeling like let down by someone that she like literally is going on these missions that could mean like death you know right right and it's just sad but it's also like then like it's like she doesn't even know her friend anymore you know what i mean oh 100 some of that too like that grow like that point where you grow away from Mm -hmm. your people you know what i mean like as as I don't know. Like there, there's a lot happening in this book, but specifically the Padme Sabe stuff, because it's it's like rough what's happening to Sabe while she's there. She doesn't know this and this and that, Anakin and all that. But also, while she's there, she's living what Padme is living, and she can't handle it. She's like, this is the most lonely, ridiculous crap. Like, I can't talk to anybody about anything. Nobody's here to help me. This dude comes in the middle of the night sometimes. And like, I can't talk to anybody about it. Nobody can help me at night. Like, um, so like it's like Sabe and the disbelief of Padme's choices, but then it's also like the position that Padme has put, like has put herself in for her choices. Yeah. Like and, and like honestly, uh, which leads us to F three Padme, who feels yeah. very different than before. Yeah. <sighs> um, it's, it's a beautiful book. It's a very sad book. It is definitely a breakup book. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, yeah. Oh, I forgot. We t- there was a there's a, a transgender uh, clone named Sister, who mm-hmm. also shows up in Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was cool. That was a cool. Um, I love that there's also Tapo is Sasha's um oh, that's right. yeah, yeah. like assistant. Right. Um and there's a whole conversation about like like with Sasha about how gender is no longer a requirement for handmaidens, which I think right. is really interesting because Tapo is non binary, right. I guess. 
And if I remember correctly, it was like that conversation triggered the conversation around like the choosing of handmaidens, especially after the Amidala, like needing someone to like look like her, quote unquote. Right. right. And the transitioning to like the senatorial, which we get in the other books where it's like, no, we, we also need people who not just look like her, but can also do these other things. Like right. you don't have to just be a lady. Yeah, she ends up sending uh Tepo to Sashe. Cause like, it's like, Oh, like it, it's not, you know, you probably, that's probably not exactly what we need for a handmaiden right now, but your skills would be great for this, you know, but mm-hmm. it, it's like, it, it's a good character. Um, Padme's story and her secret mission eventually ends with, like she goes on a Wookiee ship to provide relief and this little and security. It's like her and Typho to this certain planet uh, and whatever resistance. And then she ends up like meeting with Oj Nadib, which can't be any more transparent because it's just Joe Biden backwards. Lol. And uh, Oj Nadib is a Nemoidian who is like looking to not support the trade federation and to remove lot Dodd from their place. And like, I like the idea of like this, like in it specifically in this book, it's like a morally gray character who's like, look, they're a politician. They're not like really a good person, but right now they're trying to help you and your goals against Uh the trade federation, which is like trying to be greedy. Like, and like Padme has to come to terms with her own racism. Yo. <laughs> like, oh, you're a Nemoidian who I don't hate right now. <laughs> um, and I like that. And like we like that's another thing that comes up in Brotherhood too. Like in Brotherhood, we have a Nemoidian who is textured and layered and a real character who you're like, oh, Anakin can't quite be racist against Nemoidians right now because they tried to kill his wife. And in this book, Padme is like, oh, you guys tried to kill me, but I guess it wasn't you specifically. Uh, I need to open my mind and not be judgmental. Yup. Um, yup. Wonderful. Like, I really dug that. And I like that the Nemoidians even like, nah, I get it. Like, I get it. <laughs> like, like, I'm just here to tell you I'm not trade federation. Like, I'm trying to, you know, it can't be me and it wasn't me. But also, like, you and I, are think I get that you don't trust me, but our stuff might align right now. So take your time think about it um but that's why i wanted to talk to you specifically because i figured if i could specifically talk to you and convince you then that would you know be a good for your faction you know signs or whatever um yeah you know and i like that she's like yeah yeah, no no bail is way like more open-minded than me (laughs) yeah i really appreciate the addressing of the various flaws in uh because, like, Padme isn't, like, a flawless person either. Like, right, right. And I, I really dug the addressing of, like, I mean... Girl, you have some feelings about this race of people. <laughs> That's fair, dude. They busted up her planet. They scarred her friend. Uh, they tried to shoot her a bunch of times. Uh, they killed Qui-Gon. Well, I guess they didn't, but they were there. Damn, they aren't even... I'm drinking out of my, uh, my Starbucks Naboo mug. Uh-huh. They didn't even put any Trade Federation. No. They put the droids on there. Those they didn't put... Naboo. <laughs> Damn. Like, that would be like if... Uh, I don't know who invaded us, but like if we ever put somebody that invaded us on our like thing. 
Or I guess that would work for other countries. That would be like if that. But they put the like invading ships on here. Like they they put the droids on here. That's not fair, actually. That's rude. That's kind of awful. That's close. Anyway. Anyway. (laughs) You need to talk to marketing. Look. Listen. I have a I have a grievance. Okay. Really good book. It really wraps up the trilogy in a really bittersweet way. I think it just my personal opinion. My favorite book in the trilogy. I think is going to be Queen's Peril. Like the young teenage wildness mm-hmm. of the young handmaidens learning how to be handmaidens and going with the flow and all the trouble that they get into is really my favorite. It's a, such a good and fun and energetic book. I don't know how else to describe it. but I agree. I think that's my favorite because it sets up everything around the rest of Padme's story. Yeah. Like all the the layers that we see. Yeah, throughout everything nice. i think yeah yeah, yeah like all the handmaidens really and by the way if you are a fan of sabe you might want to check out things happening in comic books right now because like go check out that darth vader series check out crimson rain because sabe is around and doing things just so you know love that for her yeah all right brotherhood by mike chin Brotherhood. So this is another book that they were like, this is right after episode two and Anakin and Obi-Wan are like redefining their relationship. No longer master and apprentice. And I'm like, okay, you mean, you mean like Clone Wars, right? But it's not though. It's like going into Clone Wars. It's like literally taking us from like, here, hold my mechanical hand. I just got married to the beginning of Clone Wars where he's like, oh, it looks like you have an apprentice. And Anakin's like, what? Yeah, and this one deals a lot more with, like, and there's just a lot of dynamics of, like, Master Apprentice on here beyond just, oh, we want Anakin, Anakin, and. Yeah, like the um, mentor mentee, like you were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Relationship. And this one also, like, I think is another one that, like, it's also a little bit too real. Like, uh, the Nemoidians uh, in particular, yeah. there's like a mentor and a mentee, and the mentee Nemoidian character is like, you know, all these Republic types, they're always trying to like, and they're like, ooh, this, this guy, he's on his Facebook a little too much. There's also a line that, like, I put in the notes that we can talk about in a second, because it's much later in there that Obi-Wan says in a speech that, like, every time I, like, read it, I'm just, like, stuck on it, because it's so good. Um, and also so hurtful, but yeah, no, this is 100%, like, anyone who doesn't think that Soros has anything to do with politics needs to, like, stop it, because this is, like, this reminds me, honestly, of, like, some of the messages that, like, original Star Wars was trying to make around real-world politics. And, like, so much of that is so, like, baked into it, but it's so funny to see, like, when people are like, oh, just give me the pew-pews. Like, I just wanted to it see a lightsaber. It was never just about that. Why are you trying to put politics in my lightsaber? Because it's always been there. Bro. Um, sorry to inform y'all, but the U.S. has been the empire for a while. Yes. Um, okay, so again, we're revisiting, like, Anakin, Obi-Wan. There's some Padme in here. Um, but this is mainly a Cato Nemoidia story, yes. really. Like, this all, the threads really all come back here. And I dig... I dig so much because it's not only the continuation of some of the stuff we see from the Padme books and those fields, but also like it's a really necessary like 
confrontation of like racism and um the things that come through war propaganda and everything around that like it takes that whole seed that we get of like padme being like well i guess i have to uh, talk to a Nemoidian," and like really like puts it like that is almost like the big forefront of this is like them going to Cato Nemoidia, dealing with Nemoidians, dealing with people and like Anakin in particular, dealing with his racism. <laughs> um, but I love the like the, the first of all, the character, uh, her name is Rue Quornum and she is a Nemoidian guard who was like a special ops sniper commando, like whatever, like a really good person that is now a guard. Mm-hmm. And her whole thing is like, look, dude, like systems rise and fall and like, you know, all that stuff. Like you just got to make sure that you have true loyalty to your planet and your people. And like you can't get hung up on all of these things because all that stuff changes. You know, as war changes, so too do our enemies. You know, like that kind of idea. Um, a, a little bit of that, like me- me- a little bit of that Metal Gear Solid energy. <laughs> Um, but her, the person that she's training is the person who's like, oh, like this more and like, blah, 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 blah. Like why are, uh, at the time? So what the, the, the book is saying is Cato Nemoidia is neutral. That's why they have, uh, senators in the Republic. So like the trade federation led by what's his name? Uh, Lot Don. no, he's the senator. And, who's the other guy? Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, he's trying to kill Padme. Newt Gunroy. Sorry. Newt Gunroy led by Newt Gunray, like they're the extremists. And they're like, well, well, that's not us. Like that's, we're just Cato Nemordia. Like they're extremists. And so like in theory or like what their Cato Nemordia is, uh, is, uh, neutral. And then like the extremists, like the trade, the trade federation is the thing that's taken the side of the separatists or whatever. Right. So there, and there's a bombing on the planet that like destroys a whole city. Um, and so, you know, the whole thing is like, they're blaming the, of course it's Republic that bombed us because like, they think that we're separatists, but we're just a planet and And, like, because of this war, they just judge all of us. Um, so basically like the gist of it is Obi-Wan is sent to investigate, but in like a very weird, like, and I hate this every time this happens. Cause like, and this is this thing that gets too real too, is like the whole thing that gets to Obi-Wan getting sent there to investigate is such a like politicky like mess of like, well, the Republic will send out and but the well if it's the if the if they're truly neutral, they should send Palpatine. Like all of these like games and terms that they set mm-hmm. to say like and this double backing of like, well, if you're gonna send a Jedi, then you need to send a single Jedi with no communicate like so obi-wan gets sent there with like no communication to coruscant and to like do an independent investigation onto who set the bombs but like the separatists also send ventress who has communications and has a little droid army at her beck and like so it's such like an unfair thing but it's these things of like look i'm just trying to follow the rules and like i'm showing my good faith in like Oh, it's that thing where like one side says they're following the rules That's and the it. other side That's doesn't do any of it. That's and then the we thing. have to pretend like it's equal. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that thing that keeps happening. Yeah, it mm-hmm. reminds me of something. I can't <laughs> put my finger on it. But it's like, oh no, how could this possibly have happened? I guess we also have to not 
say anything because we just follow the rules, even though the rules are apparently made to be broken. And they're dumb because they're written with Count Dooku. Said. Like, there's one point in the line where they're like, oh, well, like, because of the, the council has set the things. And he's like, well, Count Dooku set the rule. Like, Anakin's yeah. really pissed off at one point. <laughs> oh, Anakin babysits. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's okay. such clearly laying the groundwork for. Yes. Ahsoka. Yes. Yes. <laughs> a wonderfully done, specifically, like beautifully done in a way that I didn't quite see coming. But when it happened, you were like, oh my God, this is the best thing in the world. Um, and Yoda, like even Yoda, like, like lays it out. He's like, yeah, just remember, like, make sure he's good and make sure he's good. To do the uh, stuff tomorrow. That mission starts tomorrow. He's going to go. He's got to pass on his skill to the Padawans. Just remember, he's got to answer all of their questions. All of their questions question and these younglings like they do not stop so many questions <laughs> like and to the point where like all i can picture in all the scenes where anakin is trying to deal with these younglings is kindergarten cop where arnold schwarzenegger is like shut up that's really how it's like all written where it's just like it's chaos and it's overwhelming and i'm yes. really glad that like mike writes the scenes in a way where you know where it's going and that we don't have to deal with all of it for like 10 more minutes because it's like painful but there's one padawan on this mission that like uh mill Alabeth, who uh is not like the others mm -hmm. um and experiences the force differently and like a lot of the beauty of this book honestly the humanizing of Anakin, which was desperately needed <laughs> before the fall of Anakin. Um, but I feel Did like this is another thing that goes along with It is not easy. <laughs> and like, honestly, knowing in continuity, like that would have just happened. Like he would have just been coming out of like that, like he conversation with Sob. And then he had to deal with Padawans. Yeah. Um, but like, it's really wonderfully humanizing um, because we get him in this way interacting with these these kids. He's clearly like over it. Um, and he's made some mistakes in some of the things he's already said to them and regrets. But the way that he comes at Mill and like trying to work with her on working out her feelings yeah. throughout the rest of the novel is really, really good. And it's much like a parent or a mentor would learn to be like, Hey, like this kid needs some one-on-one -on -one yeah. time. This kid needs some help. This kid is maybe more mature or she's just different than her peers yeah. and has different needs. And how can I best like suit that? And yeah. I think it's like yeah. so good. And there's like an actual connection there, right? Like, you know, because he gets up and he does his like spiel or whatever. And he's talking to the kids and he's trying to wrangle the chaos that is kids with lightsabers. And um, Mill Alabath is a little Zabrak girl. And she's basically like a force empath. Yeah. But to the point where like she can't quite like it, it, her power becomes overwhelming because she can't quite control it. Almost in the like it reminded me a lot of like if you remember if you're reading High Republic stuff, it reminds me of I'm not honesty. Uh, it reminds me of Imri, mm -hmm. like where his empathy, his force feelings of empathy, like sort of start to become overwhelming sometimes. Mm -hmm. It was a little bit like that. Um, and how, because it's not quite like how the rest of the Jedi yeah. interact with the force. It's kind of 
hard, but I really dug how a like not only is that something that like Anakin stops and takes a moment to try to help this kid with, mm-hmm. but like through their story, he not only comes to trust her, but he respects her not grasp, but like her own understanding and mm-hmm. intuition around her power and how she taps into it. Yeah. And I think that's really important because, like, she also, like, talks a lot about, like, Anakin just, like, feeling all the emotions at once. And it's just, like, yes. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. All of it. And, um, it's, and it's, like, the, like she's also the one of very much, like, oh, I don't, like, I don't even want to do, like, I don't even want a lightsaber. Like, I want, I want to help people, but, like, I don't want to be fighting. Like, all the other, you know, little Padawans are running around, all the little initiates is running around waiting to do the gathering so they can all get their lightsaber. That's all they want to talk about is I'm going to have a double lightsaber and I'm going to have this. I want a blue lightsaber, you know? And she's like, I can't even think about lightsabers. I just want to help people. And like through the book, of course, she's able to like use her powers to like help people like from a like physical, you know, like they go to a place where uh, they help people who have just been in a battle, you know, she's able to like heal people or, you know, help them through, uh, you know the force and whatever they've just and she's like that's what i'm into i like that like can we do more of that like i don't want to lightsaber people (laughs) Um, and again like even from there he like trusts her intuition on like there was like something about like distributing supplies and stuff she's like no because if we give it to these people who need it like they can do this and then like they you know like just him learning to trust someone and it's again like almost a parallel to like the whole like him interacting with Padme, right? And how he's still trying to get a grasp on how do you work with people, um, even though he's an adult and he should know how to work with people by now. Um, but yeah, I really, I just really dig that we get to see this growth from him in a way that like clearly Obi Wan has not been able to one hundred percent get Anakin to to deal with. Right, right, and it's like, but this is also clearly like the step that takes him to where he could have a Padawan. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's, that's great. This is like also like where Obi-Wan peeps Anakin and Padme. Yes. 100%. And like, I like, I like him seeing it. And then I also like him sort of being like, well, like him deciding to like, not do anything about it is him being like, well, look, he like, we were all young and silly. Am I right? Am I right? You know, like, cause he's thinking of his own, stuff yep and i like that explanation much more than like oh he did he didn't know how would he ever know because he's he's not stupid like that's like is that, mm-hmm. that, that that's an answer right i choose a um i really dig that i also dig we get um a padme anakin date on a speeder oh yeah um and like there's it's like really sweet like it's actually like really sweet and cute and like um their interaction we we do get a few interactions with Padme and Anakin and it's really mm-hmm. great and good and like a continuation I feel like of the John E.K. Johnston books yes but also like something that like totally makes sense and like they have this cute little like date on like a speeder and she's like oh my mm-hmm. god next time I'll send a handmaiden because your driving is awful <laughs> um, and he's like it's great I was going on like safety it's fine um and um there's also like this this comment made about how like 
Anakin and Padme are the embodiment of passion and purpose, where Anakin is the passion and Padme is the purpose. And that's so, 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 so right on. It's so good. It's everything about every interaction they ever have, I feel like, in yeah. Star Wars, like from the like, movies to the books. It's like the perfect like explanation of like how they help. Like, you know, like she finds the purpose like how to help and thinks of her plan and like walks it like and everybody around anakin does it except anakin <laughs> like, like anakin's way to help people is to like kill everybody else right there like, yeah there i did it like it's like his like his spark like for the passion for like immediacy and sim like he just he runs headfirst into whatever the problem is to help mm -hmm. whereas everybody else around him like thinks about it and figures out the best way everybody else around him works smarter not harder yeah and he's just like what like i already did it look mm -hmm. like i feel like but he also recognizes that in a weird yeah. way he's like yeah like everybody around me thinks like that's why i have like the best friends <laughs> um there's wow. also another anakin and padme thing later on where he like gives her his padawan braid and like it's a, it was very like emotional thing, and then like she's just like I packed the blankets and like, let, like is like let's find like an girl. empty alley and like they like go off fade to black and I'm just like okay all right like, like, <laughs> like this is this is this is what you're choosing, ma'am. You have like <laughs> a room in like one of the best senatorial places. Okay, fine, whatever. But I like that because they talk about it too, how like down there, like nobody recognize them. Nobody like they can just be like everywhere else in their life. They have to hide. And like he has to break into her house to go see her in, <laughs> in her security house over there. They can just gun a speeder into an alley at 90 and take a right turn and end up in a place and they can just get out a blanket. And uh, what did you say? Give her his give her his hair and be like, hey, girl, you got real pretty hair. And then, uh, that's his it. rat tail, oh, his Jedi tail. rat they tail. They can go eat together at a little eatery. Like, it's these little windows of like all of these stolen moments in their relationship that I think is also like beautiful and tragic because like they never get to the point that they can finally be. You're know, like, the goal is eventually they retire to the lake country in Naboo and raise their children. And, you know, mm, right? yeah. and they never get to that. Every moment they ever had in their lives is some stolen, hidden. I brought a blanket, Anakin. Nobody's looking. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it really is. Yeah. But it's also just like, it's not just that their kids won't have that. Like, what's like the ultimate tragedy of power is like, it's not just that their kids won't have that future. It's that many other thousands, millions of people won't have that future either because Anakin his descent to the dark side is also damning for other people's fates. Right. And that's like super tragic. Yeah. Like it will take many hundreds of generations to regenerate what was lost from Anakin's fall. Mm -hmm. Tragic. Anyway, uh, Obi-Wan's story is like, it's almost like, his hunt for like the bounty hunter 2.0 it's a like, detective story yeah i really dig his detective stories oh, that's great everyone um, be like i'm sorry just one more question uh, i forgot my pen 
So once again, the Jedi Library doesn't have enough information. Uh, he has to go visit Dex, and they're like eating leftover yeah. cake. And like Dex says it's some basilisk thing, and whatever. Yeah, but Dex also dinner. like <laughs> Dex also like bugs Obi Wan, like kind of nudges him about uh, Duchess Satine, uh-huh. and I'm like, love this, love this. Um, uh, but then like we get this uh, solo. Store investigation story again, and I really, really dig it. And that's where we meet Ventress. So he, um, Obi Wan goes to um, Kato to like, as you were saying, like do the insane level of chess on why only Obi Wan could go by himself yeah. Yeah. Uh, for this investigation. And he meets Ventress, and up from the start, he's like, hmm, intrigued yeah. but terrified. Um, <laughs> and then that's where he as meets. Ru- I mean. Mm-hmm. As it's Ventress, we get it. That's that's that's, that's mm-hmm. the whole vibe. Then he needs yeah. Rogue, and like they yeah. come to an understanding of like she's like no 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 like I trust that you are also trying to get to the bottom of this bombing. Yeah, basically like they get there, they do the investigation thing, and then he sort of like sneaks out at night to like gather some stuff and see if he can figure anything else yet. And like he finds them also sneaking out at night, the guard uh, Rogue and and her uh, I can't remember the guy's name. I should have written it down. What kind of notes are these? I'm going to look it up right now because uh, I also didn't write it down and I feel bad about and that. The, you know, the the guy immediately doesn't trust him because, oh, he's a Jedi. He's a Republic guy over here because he's clearly like a uh, supporter of the Red Hats. Kitar. Kitar. Yeah, there you go. Kitar. Um, but they sort of both like, like Obi-Wan does the very like, hey, look, I'm here to get answers and I'm trying to do some investigating. Because it's, like, time-sensitive, blah, 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 blah. Like, if we're both here investigating, maybe we can, like, team up and, like, share our things. We're both just trying to get to the truth in the bottom of this. And, like, Rue... And the truth in the bottom tied into the end of the war. Which I think is, like, like you were saying, too, about, like, do you, like, thought processes around things. Where it's, like, Padme also, in her book, just wants the war to be over through negotiation and through this. Mm -hmm. And Obi, that's also Obi-Wan's tack here. It's very much the, what can I do to negotiate our way to a settlement here? Yeah. I mean, the implication is if, like, the Republic bombs Cato Nimoidia, then Cato Nimoidia will join the tra- uh, the uh, Separatist and thus elongate the war or whatever. And if they can prove that it was the other guys, then, like, you know what I mean? Like, these simple answers to these complex questions that can bring about a sooner end of the war, other than, like, hold on, I got it. I will cut Dooku's head off. You go to Urupal, cut that, shoot that guy in the heart, and it'll be great. It'll be perfect. It worked. Wait, what happened now? Oh, we're in Empire. Uh, uh, Look, technically the war is over. Uh, (laughs) Hey, Obi-Wan, it worked, question mark? Yikes. Um, Um, But yeah, like that's like their, uh, their guiding principle from especially padme and, and obi-wan like not skywalker skywalker's like oh yeah no no, no I, I got it we'll, we'll finish this war i will literally kill everybody we're fighting against and the war will be over done yeah i'm on my way and like she sees yeah that. like <sighs> everybody sees that yeah how could you not but like he doesn't see that because he doesn't understand why he's like <laughs> no yeah he doesn't at all he's just like i am so good at war you guys like, I am the, literally the best at war that anybody has ever seen. Like, this is great. Um, so don't worry about the He's war, He's like, guys. why am I, I on the Jedi Council? 
Guys, without the rank of Jedi don't Knight. Don't worry about yeah. the war. I got this. You guys go negotiate things or whatever it is you do. You guys go to your meetings. I'll do like, the war. I mean, that's just... But, like, it's... It, he still, like, doesn't get it by F3. You know, that's the, right. like, sad right. part is that he still does not get that, like... Whereas the contrast, too, is, like, Mill gets that she's different and that her approach yeah. is different yeah. from the start. And that's kind of, again, the tragedy of, like, yeah. even, like, the tragedy of Ahsoka as his Padawan because she gets so much more of the reality than he does but by the time like, she walks away from him. Like, here, like, at um, the beginning of the war, there's so much more of the forethought of, like, the Jedi becoming the generals. You know what I mean? Like, by the time mm-hmm. we get to, like, Ahsoka was raised in the war. Yeah. Like, not that she knew any, like, I mean, you know, but, but by the time we get to the part where we're there, like, everybody's in the war and nobody's asking too many questions about it. They sort of just accepted it. Whereas here in the beginning, Mill mm-hmm. Alabeth is going like, do we really have to become part of it? Like, why are, why is it us? And they're like, well, the chancellor just passed another thing. We're going to get armor now. That's kind of cool. And Anakin's like, well, I'll have to look at the armor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know but like, I mean? again, it's like the question of like, it, it may be, like that's the thing it's like a valid question of like we're the peacekeepers why are we now the war generals exactly. like and anakin's a- where is this like, well, we have to kill the people who are stopping the peace mill yeah. don't you get it like it's it's easy how um, did he not concern more people like honestly the real thing is that mace windu had the most patience for everybody being like i don't know the kid just might need some therapy um and him being like i don't trust this kid Dude, i do not trust like, this kid no. i do not I'm the other way. Like, I think this whole thing could have been solved if Mace Windu was a little nicer. If Mace Windu wasn't, like, picking on this dude when he was eight years old. If he accepted this dude and was like, look, you could be a Jedi, but you're going to be a little different. I get it. Like, let's talk about this. <laughs> like, I'm going to teach you how to use a lightsaber. But we should only use this in emergencies. All right? I get it. <laughs> Instead of just being like, no, he sucks at everything. He's the worst. No, I don't trust him. Nah, kid, you're too old. I don't give. I don't care that you saw I mean, the cup in the speeder. Oh my god. <sighs> like, R.I.P. Yeah, dude. I will remember you since he was nine years old. So much so that in the moment of truth, he's like, "Okay, I need your actual help now." And Anakin's like, "I've been waiting to cut your hand off for ten years." Cut your hand off and send you through this window, uh-huh. um, or assist, assist in it. If anyway, it was anybody else, it might have been different. <laughs> I don't believe you. I do not believe you. So he couldn't have done it to Yariel Poof. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So anyway, Obi Wan is doing the shit. Uh, Ventress is doing some sneaky shit. Uh, making making Obi Wan look su- sus as fuck to all the Kato Nemoidans, yeah. and it's like, um, like and they're him. doing the thing, like they're they're planning it. Ev- like she's clearly planning evidence and trying to, but then like Obi Wan finds the evidence like on his little sneaky thing. So then when she's like, oh, like it's right over here, and then she's like, ah, oh, crap, it's not here anymore. He must have got here last night. Damn it! <laughs> and then she's trying to like get ahead of him again and like yeah. frame him for stuff. There's a bunch of just like that that stuff and then um eventually like she makes him look so bad that he gets arrested mm-hmm. and then um but it's like arrested and, for like do like the like this it's so lopsided like the investigation yeah. like she's got the trade fit she got this she got battle droids and then she's like look he had a communicator <gasps> he can only be sneaking information like you know and then like 
they arrest they try to arrest him you know like but it's like such a lopsided like you you have a communicator jerk <laughs> yep it's it's almost like you can never win if one yeah, side is mo- not playing by the rules keep, they, yep. i believe they call it moving the goalpost uh-huh yep <laughs> that thing that's the thing yeah um, um the so uh, there's a sun dragon myth that anakin keeps going back to and he is the sun dragon or some yeah some this is all from like that episode three novelization but they brought it back and turned it into like a you know a bedtime story that his mom would always tell him mm-hmm. and then it's like he's such a damn sun dragon <laughs> it, it was well done i'm not explaining it well but just trust it was it's nice to see that brought back um and like in a story that's like anakin and obi-wan it was just nice to like be like okay this is like a little bit more about him and also like like the two this there are multiple specters in here i would say but i feel like specifically like qui-gon was one of those specters to me because i know that like the sun dragon is like the shmi thing but i feel like specifically um, Qui-Gon was a thing was a person that was mentioned a lot in this yeah. and like the way that like like Obi-Wan thinks about like what it would have been like if, if like Qui-Gon had lived you know like yeah, and right. the way that like the few things that Qui-Gon did say to Anakin still like are there right. and present for Anakin yeah. that was really interesting and I really dug that and even like the, a lot of the stuff of like Obi-Wan second guessing his own, you know, like he's like, look, like we had Qui Gon, and then I made this promise, like, like him second guessing his own, like what it is that Anakin needs, and like if and how he needs to provide that, um, and trying to like think back on Qui Gon and like, well, maybe I just, you know, like the the a little bit of the indecision and the uh, uh, I don't want to call it imposter syndrome, but like the idea that Obi Wan may not be the master that he had and like how is it that he can provide for Anakin in the way that his master provided for him what he needed like him being trying to be the best he can be and not sure if he can do it is, mm-hmm. a, is a lot of this conversation which is like the concern of I think parents like yeah. that's just also the concern with the way that yeah. Jedi work it's it's the, the Jedi master you know like is yeah. really the parent and yeah. and the same concerns that a parent would have would be transferred to that relationship and so much to like the next step because he never got that like the because we're here now to where like okay well now he's a jedi knight like he's not my padawan anymore he's like a grown jedi knight like and he doesn't know how to like move into that relationship because he never got to have that relationship because by the time he was a jedi knight his master was dead mm-hmm. like and like that weighs on him a little bit too and again the other relationship in this so we we have that we have also like a little bit of like the anakin trying to adjust himself to mill but then it rug and kitar and i think that like a lot of the bonding that we see before even uh, obi-wan gets arrested from shenanigans mm. um is this bonding with rug over like not only the we we have to end the violence we have to get to the bottom of this and try to end this war but also what it's like to have somebody that is either your mentee or like a child to you and that relationship and how it's really hard because essentially like being a parent like especially first-time parents it seems like you know like it's just you don't know if you're doing the right thing for the the kid 
Right. You're hoping that you're doing your best, but like I think that the kind of bottom line by the time we get to the end of it is like Yeah. And sometimes your best is not good enough. <laughs> and also like getting to that point of like I don't know how to fix whatever this is. Like the you know like the, the the allegory here is that this person is like so politically charged that they don't even listen to facts anymore. Weird, uh-huh. I know, but it happens. Um, uh-huh. Unheard of, I know. But like, you know, and, and she's like, look, he's just not listening. He just gets, you know, and then like Obi-Wan being like, oh, like mine is even more headstrong, more stubborn than yours, you know, and them having that space to like think about it, but also the space to like for Rug in particular, she's like, I don't even know how to like explain some of these things to the things that he says, you know, like, I I don't know how to begin this conversation to get to where we need to get him to understand what it is that he's doing. Cause it's like some of these people just become lost in these non facts question mark. I mean, that's really what it is. Like, and she talks about Ventress in the way that we talk about like conspiracy theory videos and stuff. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like being like, wow, I didn't realize how deeply ingrained and in, like he got into Ventress's like yeah. lies and, and like, stuff. And it's like, Ventress yeah, immediately sees it and is like exploit. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's right. I mean, that's what that all is. Right. Mm-hmm. Like in our world or in Star Wars, like if people who are hungry for power know they can exploit other people's weaknesses, they're going to do it. They're going to lie their way to do it, because right. if it helps them get to the end they need and and yeah yeah in a weird way it's like telling the people what they want to hear to whatever the problem is that they like in this it like in this book it relies heavily on not just like anakin and his their personal relationship to nemoidians and racism but almost to the galaxy's racism Mm -hmm. because the dude ends up telling a story of mm-hmm. like how his parent, he's like, oh, they all, we're all the trade federation. We're all business to them. And like, that's all they see us is like this and the money and the warmongers. But like my parents were artists and they went to Coruscant to like show up in an art show and nobody came to their art show, you know? And then they were like uh, on a like thing with all these other people and they were like Nemoidians. So like, they just like spray painted Nemoidian slurs on their, you know, their Coruscant thing. And then they tried to travel back home. But these like, on these supposedly safe Republic travel lanes and they were killed because, you know, they don't care about protecting, you know, the hyperspace route to Nemoidia. Cause like, who cares about Nemoidians? Like, and it's like, it's a little bit on like how them as a people are viewed and like the anger, like that's like the source of his hatred that leads him down to this path to listen to Ventress and all the things that she's offering is, like that's almost like the same like with us like the thing is like well there's no jobs and no economy and they want to change this to blah bitty blah like uh-huh. you know what i mean like in their world it's the solution to the problem is the hateful people or whatever it is that's conspiring against their people yeah. mm-hmm. um and yeah. at the like trial at obi-wan's trial like yes. his line and i have a highlight of notes Neutrality in the face of extremism only gives extremism more space to breathe. And I'm like, yes, this, like, all day. This is 100% like the money right on there. To write down the name, it's called like the amphitheater of trial or judgment or something like that. Yeah. Place was called. But they're like, okay, well, you will go to the like, you know, 
gladiator, the gladiator, the amphitheater of judgment to face your trial. And I was like, oh, that's that like scary sounding place that they mentioned earlier. <laughs> I was just happy about that. That's all. Um, yeah. So and then uh, like the whole book basically culminates in Obi-Wan's trial and that business on Kato Nimoidia where Skywalker's figured out like and he's tried to go to help him. And Mill Alabeth has joined Skywalker. And so he's trying to like make she like, you know, she's he's trying to protect her and let her be part of the help. Um, But like, I think like the, the best, like epic, like the thing that visually I remember is like Obi-Wan doing the thing where he's like, OK, it's time. Like he's hidden his lightsaber the day before as he's gotten arrested so he can use it. And then like, you know. Anakin leaps out of the crowd as the battle droids come out and deflects everything and then like at the same time Obi-Wan's trying to grab his like lightsaber but like Anakin it hits Anakin because he got in the yeah. wall he was jumping and doing it's it it's comedic like, it's so good like, and there's like this little like what's is supposed to be this epic like reveal of them being the heroes and they like get in each other's way I just really enjoyed that that's all uh and then, like, the lightsaber hits him and drops to the floor. And then they, like, both look at each other. And he's like, well, get your lightsaber. All right. Now let's fight. Yay. Well, it feels like, very. Obi-Wan is it like, felt... well, we shouldn't do this. <laughs> 100%. That did feel very much, like, out of Clone Wars, the show. Like, the animated. Like, it just felt perfectly yeah. in line with that. Um, and so, yeah. And then, like, they, like, Mill is there to help with, like feeling out stuff because basically mm-hmm. mill and anakin get there a little early and they find like bombs that are going to trigger right and they're like oh fuck like this is bad let's deal with this and also like help obi-wan but like this is probably gonna like anyway so they try to deal with that and it comes out that like Kitar is one that set that up as a way to kind of be like g- like gain more sympathy mm-hmm. for than for you know his cause and his extremist ideals yeah. now um so that he could paint it as um, you know, the Jedi and the Republic doing this shit. Um, but yeah, like, and then it all comes down to like Mill, like in this really intense, like almost negotiation scene, uh-huh. Mill being like, no, 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 he's gone too far. Like, yeah, I can feel that there's no turning back yeah, for he's him. Just, he's dropped it all. Like he's like, she can feel his feelings and he's like, he's so enraged. He's not. And then she can feel like he just went numb. I think he's going to blow us up. Yeah. Yeah. Which is but, terrifying. Like the. Like, and that's another thing like that this book does too, is like, so what, like, what, like what you just said is he planted bombs around these, like, I don't know, like historical slash, like places that like people of Nemoidia and like the idea is like when he blows them up, he's going to be like, it was the Republic. Look, they bombed our like cultural painting and like these places that we cared about for generations or whatever. Right. And this is like a thing, like, this is another thing that happens in real life, like these fake false flag like blame the other like and i'm always like how do you get like this was a person that was so pissed off that people were racist how do you like where's the line where you turn from a person who spreads conspiracy theories to a person who creates conspiracy theories because i don't Mm -hmm. know where that is like in real life much less in this book you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. because that's a thing that exists out there like i know Mm -hmm. when i see you know such and such as uncle Sharon, like, well, you got to watch out because those five G's that that's why they shot, you know, Obama or whatever. Okay. I get somebody being ignorant, but like who started 
who starts the, you know what I mean? Like, where does that start? And where is the person who makes the bullshit thing up and starts to spread it? Like, what is that line? And who are you? Yeah. Like, that's a scare. That's the scary thing to me in real life. As it should be. Like, it's a terrifying real thing that we still haven't, I feel like, as a society grappled with. Like, I don't even know where to start. Like, I can't even understand how you get to that line. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's... Like, but I think that's, much like... Much less how the to str- deal with it. I think that's the strength of this book, though, is that, like, one of the ways that you get there is if you've been through something and you hear people who are finding a way for your pain to feel less painful, mm-hmm. you're more willing to listen to that than anything else because, like taking advantage of someone who feels like they haven't been heard is one way that that happens. And I think that like, that's a terrifying thing to think of. Well, I guess it's clearly a thing. I think I can understand his line a little bit, right? Cause his line is like, it happened. Like this happens. This all happens. Like my family was killed. People are racist against Nemoidian. Like his line, like his, the thing that he's about to do bomb these historical whatever and the the medic place right because like one of the bombs is at the place where they're sheltering the people who survived the other bombing right Uh um and his it's almost like his line is like i'm the thing that i'm about to do like they already did it right like he's just doing he's just like look this is what they do to us all the time like even though he did it but he's like this, like in in his head, it's like, this is what happens to us. This is what they do to us. And he's just doing it to bring attention to it, I guess. I don't, like I, I don't like, know. Like wrapping my head around it, like I can, like I think that's what his idea is. To point you in that direction. I mean, I guess like, I don't know. I, I think that like, yes, but also I think it's just like overall to show like, this is the dark, bad place you have to get to. It's messed up. It's real bad. It's real bad. And it sucks. And I don't know how to fix it or to recognize it or how even to stop it. But it's rough. This is a really good book. And it deals with those things. Anakin is really good at war. Uh, Mill Alabeth also finds her path. Like, they, they end up stopping the dude. They end up not even quite killing the dude. Like, I think they knock him out. Yeah, like, Rug has the choice yeah. and decides, like, yeah, I, I can't she, just, like, yeah, yeah, yeah she's right. like, makes pretty much the choice of, like, I could kill this dude and then remain anonymous because, like, there's all the stuff around, like, her self right. being tied to the, like, reports that, like, show, like, this is, like, the bombing was mm-hmm. this kind of under the guise of trying to make one side look, like, worse, and, but it's actually somebody yeah. playing both sides yeah. Dun dun dun. I wonder who could be playing both sides. I don't know. Um. Yep. <laughs> um. But she re decides to like kind of live with her choices and you know not kill Kitar. Yeah. So like, and but also like by doing that, she sort of, like she kind of makes the Jedi shoot her or hurt her or something like right like that way she's like that way like it looks like they got away from her like she tried yeah, to stop yeah. them like there's that whole part um 
and then like sort of like the epilogue of the book is mill decides to join oh i can't remember her name new rig rignema rignema the like medic girl who is in season six of the clone wars instead of like becoming a jedi knight she becomes like a jedi healer Uh you know which is like totally cool and in line and she's like i have no wish to ever be a jedi and everybody's like what and anakin's like no that's fine you should make your own choice if this is how you want to help people then you help people don't worry i will kill everybody and it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine don't great because he will jedi i am a good enough jedi single-handedly I'm murder so killing um and then like like the, the and through all of this like the relationship of obi-wan and anakin dealing with each other like in the beginning of the book he's like oh, i almost called him padawan again and that's like it's them just realizing that they don't have to like they can just be and not have to lean on that uh that that like i don't know professionalism the like all the like counsel like they can just be with each other and be comfortable with each other and like they don't have to lean on these titles uh that really lets them and like anakin accepts his hand Cause like the whole book, he's like, "Oh, my stupid hand is like not as cool as my other hand, even though it's like really good at stuff, but it's like not." And then like at the end of the book, he just realizes like, "Oh, I just have to like use my hand the way that I, I, you know, I have to. I, it's just like a new hand, and I just got to get used to it." Like once he accepts the hand, then like everything's fine. <laughs> uh, so that's cool. The hand that's dealt him, if you will. <laughs> uh <laughs> really good and then um let's see what else oh like i think the very like like bookend piece is uh rug is like kind of arrested at one point because they you know the other guy is like no she was working with the jedi she, she ends up like getting arrested and like in this imprisoned or whatever and they come to rescue her so she's like she was in the place and like blue lightsabers lit up and she could see these people fighting up to get up to her and free her and she was like it could only be obi-wan and anakin fighting together in sync as only like best friends could do because they're not master and apprentice anymore they're now brothers bros and obi-wan's like i am also good at war (laughs) i don't know this it there's a lot of depth in this book that I did not expect from a like, hey, it's Obi-Wan and Anakin being good at war. Um, that is 1% true. Like, there's a lot on, like, commentary on, like, society that we're living in now. Yes. Um, and also just relationships. And also it's just, like, a really great bridge between, like, Ep3 and Clone Wars. and also Or not Ep3, Ep2 and Clone mm-hmm. Wars and then Ep2 and Ep3, like... It's really nice as, like, a setup, especially, again, like you were saying, like, the really complicated relationship that Obi-Wan and Anna can have. Um, And I really dig this right on top of Obi-Wan, the series, because that is the continuation of that very complicated intertwined story. It, it, like, fits so well. And, like, it's, it's the complicated, but it's also, like... Like it, when the, it, you boil everything down, it's like simple. It's like, oh, like we just, let's just be ourselves. Like we don't have to like rely, like, you know what I mean? Like part of the solution is them just moving past all the complicated, well, you were my master and like, uh, 
like and they can just be and that's how they connect like just being themselves is like part of it like right and it's like a I don't know. It, it's and it really, like you said, fills that place between episode two and Clone Wars in such a way that, like, at the end of this book, Obi Wan and Yoda are like, "Wow, he's so good with younglings." It honestly just felt like, yeah, like we were about to just watch, like, yeah, we're two seconds from like Ahsoka walking up, you know, yeah, like Yoda, Yoda's like, hmm, hmm, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's yeah, and it's like you said, really well done. All the social stuff like that I didn't expect here. The introduction of Ventress, like, and her first meeting with them, which is all great. There's like mm-hmm. a big lightsaber. I think it's Anakin fighting with her. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the whole hand thing where he's like, "Oh, I would be so much better if only my hand wasn't dumb." Oh um, and then he's like, "Oh, my hand isn't dumb." And then he's like, "Way better." <laughs> so uh, Anakin. Yeah, so, so Anakin. Anakin. He's like, "This hand isn't dumb at all." <laughs> It's working. It's working. It's good. It's good. It's great. Um, I also just finished Padawan. That is another really I, good Obi-Wan book. I have not started because um, I'm bad. This has like little shades of like every, like a young adult is particularly about like growth and stuff. So this is like Padawan Obi-Wan and really trying to figure out like where he's at. And he's in this place where he feels like in sufficient he's like well my masters are like this and he's dope and then like i think this is also like around when dooku's leaving so there are all these rumors flying around he's like well if, if he leaves like well what if qui-gon leaves and like what if then i'm not even gonna have him like so it's like all this stuff but it's it's really good at capturing a young quite a uh, young qui-gon a young obi-wan there is also more dex content hell yes and uh, it's good times. I'm sure I'll probably be recording a podcast about that book soon. But just to touch on Obi-Wan stuff, for all of you guys out there who liked Obi-Wan the show, this book, Master and Apprentice, Padawan, and there's a five-issue Charles Sewell comic called Obi-Wan and Anakin that is really, really well done. And those are some things that you should look into um, at some more good Obi-Wan content. Yeah. That's it. That's a podcast. That's it. We covered That's two it? books. We did it. We did it. We did it. We did it. Both of them. That's all. That's all. <laughs> That's it. I'm going to end the podcast now. Okay. <laughs> uh, hey, that was a podcast. Next week, I'm going to be talking about something else. Star Wars. Yay. <laughs> it might be a video game. It might be a comic. <laughs> you don't know. Because I don't know. Because time is linear. Bye. 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 <laughs>